This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is contacttalkradio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on tunein.com, hing.fm, and upsnap mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstars. She pulled my hair with my lipstick on, in a glass of purple dry. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me here again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, I'm joined by yet another phenomenal guest. My guest today is actually one of my tangible mentors. My guest today is a woman by the name of Marcy Shymoff. So who is Marcy? Well, what I can tell you about Marcy is that she is a number one New York Times bestselling author, a world-renowned transformational teacher, and an expert on happiness, success, and unconditional love. Marcy's books include the runaway bestsellers, Happy for No Reason, Love for No Reason, and six titles in the phenomenally successful Chicken Soup for the Woman's Soul series. Her books have sold more than 15 million copies worldwide in 33 languages, have topped all of the major bestseller lists, and have been on the New York Times bestseller list for a total of 118 weeks. Marcy is one of the best-selling female nonfiction authors of all time. Marcy is also the host of the national PBS special, called Happy for No Reason, a featured teacher in The Secret and is the narrator for the award-winning film Happy. Marcy currently co-leads a worldwide program called The Year of Miracles with thousands of participants from 42 countries for living a life of miracles. Marcy has inspired millions of people around the world and is dedicated to helping people live more empowered and joy-filled lives. Marcy, I want to thank you very much for joining us here on the show today. How are you? I'm great. I'm delighted to be with you, and I'm so happy to get to be talking about what we're talking about today. Absolutely. Well, in in addition to all of these wonderful accolades that you've accomplished and all your passions, your pursuits, and your endeavors, I just want to give the listeners some context. So a couple years ago in 2015, I was invited to attend a mastermind, uh, which involved writing a book together. And uh, we all, including the next guest that I have coming up after you, we were able to be in a book called Shine Your Light. And this just recently got launched on Tuesday, September 5th. And within 20 24 hours, maybe perhaps less than it hit number one as a new hot bestseller for Amazon. So I want to say thank you very much for all of your inspiration and for all of your assistance in helping me to write my own book behind the scenes and for allowing me to be a contributing author to this fantastic book. So thanks so much, Marcy. Oh, I'm so delighted to get to be in the book Shine Your Light with you. It's, you know, we're, we're living in a time these days where we need a lot of light here on the planet. And you're, uh, you're such a great speaker, communicator and writer. And I'm delighted to get to be with you. Well, what a lovely compliment, especially coming from you, Marcy. So I want to say thank you for that. So for the listening audience, they'd probably be very interested to know about your specific chapter within the book, your contribution, which is uh, chapter two in Shine Your Light, two big mistakes that may be keeping you from living a miraculous life. So without giving away too much, because of course, we want people to enjoy buying the book and reading it themselves. But are there, there are a little bit of hints or tidbits that you can provide some insight to the listening audience about what you specifically chose to write about? Absolutely. So in order to do that, I, I hope it's okay if you indulge me. I want to, I need to go back just a little bit um, sure. in my life to, to give a context for this. And um, where I'm going to go back to is birth. Um, I was born depressed. Mm-hmm. I, I came out of the womb an unhappy camper, like I say, with existential angst. And, you know, so I actually 
spent most of my growing up years pretty unhappy. I had great family, great life circumstances, but I was pretty unhappy. And so when I was a a young adult, I figured, okay, I'm going to just create success. That's the way I'm going to be happy. I'm going to just, I set a bunch of goals for myself and I'm going to reach those goals and then I'll be happy. And Lisa, I had a major turning point moment in my life when it was in 1998. I was, um, I had, at the time I had three books in the top five on the New York Times bestseller list. Mm-hmm. I had just given a speech to 8,000 people. I had autographed 5,432 books. I felt like an author rock star. <laughs> and, um, and I remember going up to my hotel room, which was the penthouse suite. This was after I signed the very last book and my client had gotten me the penthouse. And I walked over to the window. It was in Chicago. I looked out at Lake Michigan. It was beautiful. And I turned around and I fell onto my bed and I burst into tears. And I burst into tears because I realized that I had accomplished everything I thought I needed to accomplish in order to be happy in life. And I still wasn't. And I think a lot of people that can relate to that, you know, you try to just make your life look perfect and then you'll be happy. And that's not what happened for me. You know, I tried, but it doesn't happen for people because the outside thing is not what's going to make your life deeply happy. So I, I explored happiness. I studied the field of positive psychology. I practiced everything I could to see what could make me happier. And it worked. And I really became happy. I would say that, that in my early years, I was a D in happiness. If you were grading me, and now I'm I'm an A. Now I'm a work in progress. But <laughs> and, and so this chapter that I write about in Shine Your Light is actually what happened to me after I found how to find happiness. I actually started finding myself waking up every morning, going, "Oh my gosh, my life is miraculous! I can't mm-hmm. believe that things are just in the flow." And what I realized is that there are certain things that people can do to help make their lives live more in the flow. And, um, and there are certain mistakes that people make that keep their lives from being in the flow. So that's really what, um, what my piece is about in Shine Your Light. And I can give a little bit more detail, but I just wanted to stop there because I know I'm talking quickly. No, that's lovely. This is your opportunity to shine in terms of talking about shine your light. So any additional information that you would wish to impart to the listening audience? Because I know you're only joining us here for a short period of time, Marcy, and I know how busy you are. So if there's anything else in addition to what you've already offered, which was wonderfully put, uh, please feel free, feel free to share. Because, of course, people who tune into my show, people who tune into the network itself – uh, the Contact Talk Radio Network, Consciousness in Action. Sometimes people are just looking to sponge up anything. They're sitting on the fence. They, they don't know how to get unstuck. Uh, they're looking to people like you, people like myself. They just want to know, okay, what what is that shift? What What needs to transpire before they can make that leap of faith? Great. And I am all about being practical. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you very, two very practical things that you can do to shift to what I call living in the miracle zone, living in the miracle zone. So here's, here's what I mean by that. You know, have you ever had days where you were just in the flow, where life was working, people that you needed to, to um, meet just kind of happened to show up at your doorstep or call you at exactly the time you needed them to call, where the ideas were flowing, where you, you just were, everything was working. That's what I call the miracle zone. And there are two big mistakes that keep people out of living in the miracle zone. And I'm going to share with you what those are and then what you can do to reverse that. So the first big mistake that keep you from living more and more in the miracle zone is holding on when it is time to let go. Yes. You know, hold on to the old because it's comfortable, because we're used to it, because we're too scared to let go and trust that something better will show up. But I guarantee you that the people who are the happiest in life are those who are willing to look at what parts of my life right now are not really working. You know, where am I just hanging out even though it's not working because it feels safe and comfortable? And I know that right now every single person who's listening has an answer to that in their life. It may be you need to let go of a relationship that's really not supporting you. Um, It may mean that you need to let go of an old belief system. It may mean that you need to let go of a habit of, you know, maybe 
Maybe it's a habit of watching TV late at night. I, I don't know what it is that you need to let go of, but I guarantee that as soon as you let go of that which isn't serving you, something else that serves you more will show up. And it takes really a lot of um, faith. And I'm going to give you a little practice. Um, mm -hmm. I love this little practice. Uh, it, and it, it may sound kind of silly, like, oh, my God, how could that help? But you would be amazed. It's a practice that I got from a, a it's called from Ch feng shui, which is the Chinese art of placement. And uh, feng shui looks at how energy flows in our homes. But this is a practice to help energy flow more in your life. And it all it is is that for nine days in a row, you give away or throw away 27 items a day. 27 items a day for nine days. Now you think to yourself, oh my God, I don't have that many things. That adds up to 243 items, I think. You will be amazed. You know, start one day in your closet, one day in your herb drawer. Last night, I threw away 27 old herb jars and things that <laughs> haven't been used in years. And what this does is it puts you in the enter in the habit of letting go of physical things. And as you let go of physical things, you become, um, it builds your muscle of letting go and you become better able to let go of the emotional things in life that it's time to let go of. So here's what I tell people. Use your life as an experiment. Don't take my word for it. Use your own life as an experiment. Try it out. See for yourself how it works. Every single person I've talked to who's done this practice, and you have to do it nine days in a row because the energy builds and builds. If you skip a day, you got to go back to day one. And um, everybody who's done this for nine days has noticed that something significant has shifted in their life. So that's my first recommendation in practice. Mm -hmm. What do you think? What do you think, Lisa? I think that's amazing. Let me ask you this, though, before you move on to the second one, Marcy. So is this something that you do concurrently? I know you said nine days in a row and you relinquish, but is this something that you do habitually once a year or you just I, do it? I, I'm, I'm sort of a diehard for this. I tend to collect a lot of things. Um, so for me, I do it twice a year. Um, okay. But, you know, just see how it, I, I would say judge it yourself. I would think at least once a year is a good thing. Mm -hmm. So um, just see what happens. I mean, it's just amazing. Like old planters that you have. Like I have a bunch of old planters that I've collected where the, the flowers have died, but the planters are still there. And <laughs> I don't need a collection of these old, you know, cheap, cheap planters. So, uh -huh. in, and just old books, old, you know, old anything. So try it out and uh, see how it works. Well, what I love about that, and again, before you get to your second point, Marcy, what I love about that too, it's just, it's another form of paying it forward and being of service to other people. Because of course, things that we may not deem to be uh, necessary or required in our life or they're dead weight, you know, oftentimes, whether it's clothes that you're handing down, uh, you know, my next guest, we're going to be talking about some of the things that are happening that can be donated in terms of what happens around the world when people find themselves in crisis type situations. But you know, one person's uh, junk is another person's treasure. We know that to be true. So, you know, you could you could certainly do that. It's not about just throwing things in the trash. A lot of things can be recycled and handed down. Absolutely. I, I'm so happy you said that. These 27 items can be given away or thrown away, whichever is most appropriate. And what you want to do is you just want to hold it up and say, does this reflect the energy of what I want to move forward with in my life? You know, does this does this make me happy? Does this bring me joy? And and then make your decisions based on that. And as you said, Lisa, what's what's not right for you is is likely right for someone else. So absolutely, fantastic. So what's tip number two? Tip number two. Well, the second big mistake that people make in not living a miraculous life is that they don't feel worthy. Mm -hmm. They don't feel worthy of having miracles happen in their life. They don't feel worthy of accepting great things in. And, you know, this is based on our experience of self-love. Do you love yourself enough? Do you feel worthy enough? And I don't mean self-esteem. Self-esteem is a little different than self-love. Self-esteem is I like myself because I'm a nice person or I do a good job at things. And that's great. But I'm talking about self-love as an unconditional 
feeling of love and acceptance for ourselves, even when we make mistakes. So even though you're not perfect, can you let in good? Can you let in blessings and miracles? Can you receive? And here's a little, um, here's a little simple thing that you can ask yourself, you know, and, and I, by the way, I will say, I find that it's usually harder for women than for men to Mm -hmm. feel worthy and to fully open up and receive, but just look at your, your, your day with the eyes of how open am I to receiving from, from the universe, from people, from the universe. So if somebody gives you a compliment, do you shun them? Shun, you know, do you kind of say, if they say, oh, you did a great job on that. Do you say, oh, it was nothing. When in fact, you know, you worked really hard on it and you're proud of the job you did. So Absolutely. instead of deflecting the compliment, receive it, take it in. Do you, um, do you let people help you? Do you let people give you support? The more we are able to open up to letting people love and support us, the more we're open to the universe um, loving and supporting us and receiving those, uh, receiving miracles, receiving a miraculous life. Well, I agree. I agree with everything you're saying wholeheartedly, Marcy, 100%. But let me ask you this. Um, aside from being born, and then of course we go through a transformation stage where you described at the top of the hour, you know, you had achieved all these things. You were highly successful. You had spoken to 8,000 people. You had just done, you know, hundreds of book signings, uh, signatures inscribing in people's books that they had purchased from you. Um, Besides the rebirth process that comes when you know, you know that you need more in your life, you want more in your life, you have more to give, you have more to offer. So when you go through that shift, aside from being born, aside from maybe going through a rebirth process, what for you personally has been your biggest miracle in life? Oh, what a beautiful question. I don't know that I've ever been asked that. And um, wow, what has been the biggest miracle? Well, you know, I'm... <laughs> There's so many ways I can answer that, but I'm going to answer that very candidly by saying um, I've been on the path of personal growth my whole life Mm -hmm. and um, and I've made great progress over the years. But one of the biggest things that helped me, I once went and took a workshop. I'm going to just mention this wonderful workshop I took called the Hoffman process. It's a world-renowned process. I think hundreds of thousands of people have been through it. And I took this workshop, and I, in it, you actually go back and experience some of um, the old childhood patterns that you um, that you that are holding you back. And I also connected, I think, with ancestral patterns, things that are in my lineage or in my DNA. And I, I really connected with this this kind of historical feeling in my, in my lineage, in my ancestral lineage of being, uh, of suffering, of, of feeling like uh, uh, suffering. Um, and through that workshop, I was able to actually sort of break that old ancestral pattern of suffering. And I will tell you, I have not felt a sense of suffering a moment in my life since then. And that was a number of years ago. To wow. me, that is a miracle, a miracle to be able to shift old patterns that are in our DNA in a way that we actually can live a new life. And I think that when we do that, we don't just do it for ourselves. I think we do it for for our own awakening becomes the awakening of the people all around us. When we shine our light, we shine the light all around us. And and so for me, that was one of my significant moments. And and the the reason I share that is I just want everyone to, to know that or to believe, to feel that, that there is hope for your life no matter what situation you are in. You can always shift. Um, it, it can be in the cells of our body even, but it can, we can experience dramatic transformations. And I believe that we live in a time right now that that's what, what's called for in our time. We are here for dramatic uh, waking up and dramatic transformation. And uh, I know that, you need, that it, you, you're going to get to your next fabulous guest who I love and I'm so excited that everybody's going to listen to. But I want to share one last thing if I can, Lisa, with everybody. Absolutely. Please do. So all of the contributors in this wonderful book, Shine Your Light, who are giving these powerful practices for living an extraordinary life. Um, I, I, I think that we've all been asked this question at some point, and that is, well, isn't it selfish 
to want to make your own life better. What about the rest of the world? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I believe that one of the best things we can do for the world is to have our own light shine. And I, 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 end, I, I end our time together with a little Chinese proverb that sums that up. It goes like this. It says, when there is light in the soul, there will be beauty in the person. When there is beauty in the person, there will be harmony in the house. When there is harmony in the house, there will be order in the nation. And when there is order in the nation, there will be peace in the world. And my prayer and my wish for all of us is that we feel that light in our own souls. And through that, we create more peace on this planet of ours. And really, that is why we all together wrote this book, Shine Your Light, so that we all could help each other feel the light in our own souls. Beautiful, beautiful, Marcy. Well, I just want to say thank you very much again for not only the gift of your time here today with myself and the listeners and the network, uh, but I just want to say, you know, in terms of what you've enhanced within my journey, your mentorship, uh, you're very kind, you're very insightful, you're just, I love smart, intelligent women, I love people who pay it forward and are of service to people, and I just want to say that you're really up there, you're you're top, top-notch human being, and I just can't thank you enough for the ways in which you have uh, richly and profoundly impacted my life and my journey. So thank you very much, Marcy. Well, thank you, Lisa. I love who you are and what you are doing in the world. I think it's quite beautiful, and I'm honored to have been with you today. Well, thank you. You take care of yourself, Marcy, and anytime you're welcome to join us again here on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Great. Okay. 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 Love and gratitude to you. And back to you. Thank you so much. So, listeners, I want to say thank you very much. Uh, We're still here. Uh, We have another guest who's joining us today. My guest today is one of the contributing authors. I call him my mastermind brother, uh, Guillermo Paz. So, Guillermo, is uh, you with us here, Guillermo? Yes, I'm here. Thank you so much, Lisa, for this invitation. I'm super excited. Well, you know, I want to say especially thank you to you because in light of what we're going to get into here, people don't know where you're geographically located and how you've been personally uh, profounded and profoundly impacted both personally and professionally with what's going on uh, with the weather, the hurricanes, uh, all of which you kindly uh, provided me some insight with earlier today. And uh, I hadn't completely 100% connected the dots on that. For that, I'm embarrassed and I apologize. Uh, But I just want to say that the fact that you're here today in light of what you're immersed in is a miracle. So Guillermo, maybe you can tell us a little bit about what's going on, because I think it is important, particularly with the message that Marcy just shared and, you know, the premise of this book, Shine Your Light. This all goes to deeper messages of what's happening here in the world today, not just talking about fluff, not just talking about superficialities and generalities. So why don't we talk about what what's going on for you right now? Well, um First of all, um, I live in Puerto Rico, and uh, you've probably all seen in the news the path of Hurricane Irma uh, going through the Caribbean islands and Puerto Rico, and uh, it, there's a lot of destruction. Um, it's very, it's a very complex um, place on Earth to be right now. Seventy um, percent of the island has no power, no electricity. Um, I'm very blessed that I have a power plant in the in the building that I live in. And uh, the, the internet, the internet antennas were hold, hold tight and held tight, and, and we were able to to get on this call. Otherwise, it would not have been it would not have been possible. But um, yes, the Caribbean is, is a place that's put to the test more than often, more 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 frequently than we would like to, with all this you know natural disasters that happen every time this hurricane starts you know, from the west coast of Africa coming all the way here, and uh, we're. We, we went through a process of blessing it to try to avoid the destruction as much as, as we could. And I, know, and I now know it's heading to Florida. I have family there, and now they're, know that they know what happened here. Everybody's fleeing the city and saying, like, let's not linger and not wait, not one minute. There's no, no, no reason to hang in there for something that you know is going to be very destructive mm-hmm. in many ways. Well, again, I'm just really grateful that you're safe and that you were able to join us today. And had you not been able to join us, I certainly would have understood that in light of all the circumstances that, you know, everybody uh, is being apprised of through updates with the weather reports and the news, uh, global international news. So, you know, in terms of how what you're experiencing, because you're you're in the thick of it uh, and, you know, other people who are also bracing for it. 
or who have also been equally impacted maybe on a different scale than you perhaps. But in terms of how this ties back to your particular chapter, uh, you also being a contributing author to Shine Your Light, uh, the step-by-step to stillness, a, a busy person's guide to peak results. You know, does this does this bring on a different level of understanding or deeper insight for you as a result of what you wrote and how that transforms into what you're going through right now? Maybe some deeper insights? Well, de- definitely so. When you go through a moment like this, you actually have to stop and reflect on what's important in life, what's most important in life. And, uh, you know, many, 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 many questions, you know, came into my mind when I found myself dismantling my apartment because there's, you know, very nice art pieces there. And if just one window breaks, you might ruin everything and putting away lamps and putting away things that you might think be of value. And you say, God, why do I have all these things? They are are actually, I mean, very beautiful, but they could be, um, in a moment like this, they're so unnecessary. Life is so fragile when you're in the middle of a hurricane, Category 5, the strongest one, as has come by, by the Atlantic in recorded history so far. And uh, you stop and say, like, what am, I, what am I spending most of my time in? And uh, that part of the reflection is just not on what we accumulate and what's worth keeping and not keeping because it makes you realize that one day you'll be gone and this will probably be all thrown away because it might not be important to everybody else. And, uh, and what are the things that you're dedicating the most time to and how it relates to the book? It is, um, and maybe I should, you know, I didn't get into a full background of who I am. I am an entrepreneur. I have two businesses that go up a third one, and I do meditation, and I'm a, I'm a meditation coach and an energy healer. And yet when you bump into all this situation, everything is being put to the test. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I could actually do, because so many there are so many external forces impacting you, is to stop and be still. Because in stillness is that you can think clearly, whether it is for a physical emergency, like it's happening in preparedness for a hurricane and what if it's hitting too strong on your windows, or if it's stillness, emotional stillness, while one of my businesses is in the British Virgin Islands, and that island was, the, the, that group of islands was pretty much totally destroyed. Um, I mean, when I say totally destroyed, I, I, I mean like 80-something percent of the houses and and the structures are all destroyed, and uh, there's no energy there. There's no communication. You can't get. A, I can't get a hold of my employees there to know if they're dead or alive or ill, or if there's anything that I can do. There's, you know, oh, there's nothing you can do. You feel pretty impotent, and the only thing you can do is actually stop and get control of your emotional body, of your thoughts, uh, to stay calm, recharge yourself of energy to go out and manage it. I I don't know what I would do if I wouldn't didn't have the tools, this toolbox that I've developed over the years, learning how to achieve stillness, which is precisely what I'm teaching in the in the chapter. Is like a very simple steps to achieving stillness, and that's basically done in ten minutes. So it does make me reflect, as you asked, um, a lot about the importance of it, but. You know, when you have to split your time between the different businesses and this new venture in life, which is speaking and helping others achieve stillness and grow personal, mental, emotional, and spiritually, it tell it told me clearly you need to dedicate more time to this than anything else. Absolutely. Because there's probably a lot of business coaches out there, many, many, many. There's not that many coaches to have people you know to impart on people the tools to manage to learn to manage and they develop your dexterity to manage whatever life brings forth it doesn't matter the challenge if you have this the tools to stay still to think clearly to tap into something bigger than you to get the inspiration then you have the right you, you you have the right um you have the right set of tools to move forward that's it mm-hmm Well, I just want to say, Guillermo, how thoroughly impressed I am with you because, of course, you know, you read very well on paper. And I, of course, met you two years ago for the first time in California when we um, 
we went through the mastermind process to work on writing our own books behind the scenes in addition to being contributing authors to Shine Your Light, which again was launched just this past Tuesday, September the 5th, and of course ranked number one hot new bestseller with Amazon. So, I mean, you're very successful. You know, you read very well on paper. And of course, you know, you've accomplished all these major, major things. And I know that's not, we, we decided we were going to change a little bit the premise of how, what direction we were going to go in uh, with this interview in light of what uh, takes precedence and what takes priority and what's happening for many, many people in the world. Um, you know, but you truly are somebody who walks your talk. And for all the tools that you do cite having in your toolbox, a lot of people can say that they've donated or dedicated uh, X amount of years, similar to yourself, to getting still, to meditation type practices, to applying that and to helping empower other people and educate and enlighten other people to acquire the same tools that have been very beneficial for you. But I mean, with the text that you were sending me earlier today on uh, the past couple of days and some of what you mentioned, it was like, and even just to hear how composed and articulate you are amidst all these things that are going on for you behind the scenes, you know, 80% of the business and the houses and everything is destroyed. Uh, you mentioned your partners right in the thick of things. Um, you can't contact people to know whether they're alive, uh, whether they're ill, whether they're dead. Um, you know, clearly, you are somebody who walks your talk because, and you are utilizing and pulling and extracting from all the tools in your toolbox because you're just so in the zone right now with me and the listeners and you're calm. Um, but how do you keep yourself in that vibration? Because I, I'm sure you're probably been vacillating all over the place and, and understandably so if that's the case. So how do you, when you start to feel yourself shift, whether it's a new development that you hear through the news or it's another day or another hour that you haven't heard back from somebody to confirm whether they're still alive or they're okay, when you're vacillating, how do you bring yourself back to center? You know, it's a, it's a very, it's a great question because sometimes and I laugh because so many people tell me when, when we're in the middle of any crisis, particularly sometimes in, in the business crisis, everybody just looks at me and says, like, how can you keep your calm? And I've always said, you know, when everybody's emotions are, are you know, running around in, a, in an office in a space, you always have to be, you know, kind of like the pillar. You Every group needs a pillar to... To hang on to, and I guess this is something that um, I've developed in my upbringing, uh, being um, raised here in Puerto Rico, the th third of you know three kids, and uh, in, a, in a very beautiful, very complex family that I had to take the, the position to be the firm one. And I guess I built, I built, I started building this over the years. Meditation has helped immensely, immensely, because it's in that moment of stillness where I where I put aside my body, I put aside my emotions, I put aside even my mind, and I just say, okay, I am a spiritual being of divine intelligence, of divine love and divine power. That's who I am. That, that's the eternal Guillermo Paz. And when this one it passes away and decides to come back and everybody, so almost every religion talks about coming back <laughs> reincarnation or you know whether it's you you left asleep for a while or you come back right away with india christian or india whatever mm -hmm. i know this eternal me that will go on that will not be a puerto rican white man um in the economic and religious situation i was raised to but will move on in another soul experience learning how to tap into this learning to realize that this is truly who you you are gives you an immense and undepletable source of energy to cope with pretty much everything that that all the challenges that life face you. Um, be that you know business crisis, personal crisis, um, professional, financial relationship. We, we've all put to the test all the time, and I always tap into that core of my soul and my essence of that, that I've come to discover that that's truly who I am. And, uh, as, as the key, as, as the key tool, that's how I keep my poise. Today I, I, I asked myself, it's like, 
do I have time to make this call with Lisa? And I totally said, absolutely, because what's happening, I cannot change it. But what I can change is giving advice to other people, the help I can give to other people moving forward when they have to experience situations similar to the one I'm living on. Not doing the show would have been not only a, a, a waste of, 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 of energy and time, it would have been totally detrimental to what we're here to do. We're here to nurture people, to protect people. And if I'm going through a tough situation, well, that's my lesson, but I cannot miss an opportunity to share this that I have learned and this internal strength that I've developed with other people. And uh, it's my paid forward moment. I could not not be here with you today. And I thank you again, because you also make me reflect a lot. And I'm that, that was a beautiful exercise I had to do to charge up to make this call. Lovely. Well, thank you, Guillermo. I mean, I again, I would have understood wholeheartedly had you not been able to join, either because you just physically couldn't join or you just emotionally, spiritually weren't feeling up to it. I, I totally would have respected that 100%. But again, what you've just described in terms of how you dialogued with yourself, because I think inner dialogue is key, you know, whether it's getting into a place of stillness and relinquishing uh, as well as embracing, I believe they're both done simultaneously. Um, you know, I, I, the fact that you had that dialogue with yourself and you came up with all the reasons you just cited for myself and the listeners as to why you felt it was important uh, and beneficial in going forward to place this call, to participate in this call. So I want to say thank you so much. That really takes my opinion of you to a higher level, which was already high to begin with. So I just want to say, you know, good on you for being a good, great fellow human being and for knowing that, yes, we are here to share our light, just as Marcy had mentioned. You know, we're here to share our gifts. We're here to share whatever we can to prop up humanity and to be that blanket and envelop everybody who needs the comfort, needs the nurturing, needs the support, and definitely needs to know by doing so that they're not alone, right? It's very easy to feel isolated in this world and feel like, you know, nobody can completely understand what it is that each of us has individually gone through uh, in our own lives and in our own journey. But I truly, we're all connected. We're all one. Would you not agree? I, I can agree more. And uh, I, I, I guess, um, my way of explaining it to uh, in, in a different set of words, I'm currently working, as you know, because we participated in the same mastermind group on a book called my, my Your Soul DNA, which is a, basically an exploration of your true essence, which is this path that I, through a lot of introspection, that start, starts with stillness, and it's an introspection and a meditation I've came to discover. And it actually it actually brings forth a set of, it's an expansion of the set of tools that I have developed that I feel like, you know, sharing forward with, with other people. When I, when I told you that I have to stop and look at myself and understand that I am, you know, and we are, and you are, and every single human being in this earth, it's a being of divine intelligence, of divine love and divine power. We all have that capacity and access to that energy we just need to understand it tap into it bring it down to the physical world and put it to good use and that's when we get into our purpose our purpose here it is, is um, you know multifold i think we're all here to create mm -hmm. to support the process of creation be that coming up with a new idea for a business or painting or writing or optimizing a process. We're here to nurture. And that's not just about nurturing babies. I nurture my employees. I nurture the people that I, that I talk to every opportunity we have. I nurture. We are also here. And the third one, third reason why we're here is to expand. And because as long as we are expanding, be that, traveling, discovering, looking for new things. Now everybody can travel through the internet without having to get into a plane. That's that, that process of ever evolving your being and your essence and what is that that you are, it's, it's a process of, of what I call being on purpose. Mm -hmm. And uh, this purpose for me is, is critical. For me today, being with you was a part of nurturing. I'm looking forward to nurture. A lot of people through through your through your program, which I 
you know, bless you immensely for, for doing it. That was my, my key thing to do today. Today I need to nurture. Maybe tomorrow I need to be creating something. Maybe three days I should be, three days from now I should be expanding on some other project. And it's an eternal circle of personal development. Mm-hmm. And that's why I want to have people get the tools to bring it out. Lovely. Well, you know, that's a segue in terms of maybe tomorrow is a day to create, you know, you've already, um, you've shared with me anyway, that you've already endeavored to write uh, book number two. I don't know where you're at exactly with that, if it's already a done deal or you're nearing completion. But in light of what's been going on right now, Guillermo, do you see that there's going to be even, I mean, do, do you feel that there's a book here that needs to be birthed as a result of everything that you're in the midst of right now? It's a it's very it's very great question too because I was trying to work a little bit more on on, uh, on my book while while this whole situation was was happening and just going through the process of what are my experiences what's the energy that I need how do I cope with all of this stress and uh, and a little bit of frustration and feeling of not being you know being powerless how do I deal with that? And uh, it reinforces even more the the essence of you know the understanding of of, of my soul and why what I, what is that that I'm writing about when I say you know we've all been told that we were made to the to the image of God and that never meant that we have God has two ears and two eyes and one nose it's more like we're more like him because nobody knows exactly what he is like or, or you know that divine essence. I mean, we, we just need to reflect on what what is God's creation and how does it relate to me? It's, it's total wisdom, it's total love, it's total power. So I said, if that's who I am, and that's the energy that I need to tap into at this moment of so much need, how am I going to use it? And that's why in the book it reinforced even more that I'm putting together this framework for purpose so that people can actually... Um, bring it down because it's such an abstract spiritual statement that I want want the common person to be able to grasp it and not just people who are into deep, deep, deep meditation and introspection. I said, you know, through God's divine wisdom, we can, you, we can tap into that energy to create through God's divine love. We can tap into that energy to nurture through God's divine power. We can tap into that energy to provoke our own internal expansion. So for me, it's, I'm kind of like connecting the dots and even this, this unfortunate events are helping me make it even stronger because I have to tap into all of this to prove myself that this is what I'm writing about. It's actually bulletproof. <laughs> and I go to the test the hard way to, to, to convince myself that, yes, this is what needs to be said and this is what you're going to be pushing forward and yes, you're going to make the time and as long as you're connected to your soul and to your higher essence you will get the energy to keep moving forward and you will never give up i'm not done when i'm tired i'm done when i'm done and love it and that's that's a spirit and i say it uh with a broken voice because even though i build up a lot of energy i'm still very human and i'm sentimental and i have an emotion and and I know I've been put to the test, but but this book is even more important now that I've been put to this heavy test. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in terms of, you know, everything to do with what I'm doing now, it's all premised on living fearlessly. So in the midst of what you're going through for all the life experiences that you've had, both in the personal world, the, the, the professional world, and of course, this particular immediate crisis that you're in right now, as well as people who you love, you care about your employees. And how many employees are there, Guillermo? In the, in the island, we have 16 in the okay. British Islands, we have 16. Okay. So in terms of this immediate crisis, kind of magnifying perhaps everything, uh, you know, a culmination of everything, looking back on your life to where you are today, what does living fearlessly mean to you? Clearly, you embody it. Clearly, you you know, you depict it. It's part of your DNA. But how would you succinctly uh, answer that in terms of, delivering it to the audience in such a way that perhaps there's a tool, a nugget in there that they can pick up on and embrace themselves. 
the, I think we're totally aligned with living fearlessly with with what with what I want of what I'm conveying here, because when you say you can live fearlessly and and you can tap into the human potential, it's like okay, great. How do I ground that? What's Monday morning? What am I to do? He said, going into stillness. From stillness, you will go into mindfulness or meditation. That will open the highway to the understanding of your true essence, your soul, which is all love, all wisdom, all power, and there's no limit to what you can do when you combine those three energies. Mm -hmm. That's, That's the essence. Fantastic. And what are some of your daily rituals or mantras or proclamations? What does your day look like in terms of uh, recalibrating your mindset and staying on the path that you're intended to be on? Well, it's a daily discipline, I have to say. You have, just like you go into the shower every day, you need to shower internally your energy every day. Love it. We we get congested too because, you know, we're not made out of stone. People say things and you react and you know that when you react rather than manage, you, you, you congest yourself with negative vibrations that came out of you. It's funny because they say like what, what you do to me, it's your karma. What I, how I react to what you did to me, it's my karma. And we hurt our karma constantly by the way we react. So I do my inner daily, I do my inner reflection to, okay, what went good, what was not that pretty. How do we correct it? Move forward. Correct it for next time. Know how to better manage it. Um, I pray every day. Um, I'm, um, I, I, for me, it's very important. It is, brings me a lot of peace and a lot of connection. And I practice my stillness. I do my stillness exercises. I present in the book. I do my specific breathing exercises. I do my, my connect, I connect, um, I, I add a connecting word. Sometimes it's amen, sometimes it's om, sometimes it's love. I, I do my invocations to my, to, you know, I, I invoke to Jesus and Buddha because for me, everybody's like, you know, they're all masters that came here. So I, am, I embrace them all and I respect all religions. It doesn't matter where, where, the, where, where they were sourced from. And I, through that daily connection, I'm very much in tune and aware, most, more so now than ever before, since I have that discipline of things that are, that are happening, of opportunities, of pitfalls, not to go there. So it, it just brings an aware that, that daily disciplines bring an, an awareness that, that is like truly fantastic for business and for personal life. I mean, everybody in business needs more insights. I strongly recommend that you practice stillness and you practice meditation because you're going to get a hundred times more insight than what you get without doing it. Right. Beautiful. Well, you know, Guillermo, this show always goes way too quickly for my liking. We've got probably about three and a half minutes here. So is there anything that you would wish to share in in terms of your imparting words, wisdom, insights, reflections? Because I know that you're in a very introspective space right now, uh, understandably so, and I think that's a good thing. Um, Is there anything that you think sharing with the audience might help them put into perspective a lot of what you're talking about because of course not everybody is right now transplanted in the place that you're at where you're kind of directly being hit and affected and impacted by all of what we're talking about in terms of these hurricanes and uh you know not hearing from people people having lost power people losing their homes uh you know your partners out there helping people every day working triple shifts and stuff so can you talk to uh the listeners before we leave and say goodbye here, what the, you would want for them to glean first and foremost out of your time here with us today. Definitely. Thank you. Um, there, there's one line that, that has always um, impacted me and, and, and it's, I, it's from a sacred book. It's, it's from the Bible. It says, be still and know that I am God. And those and, and God never lies. So I say, okay, so if I get into stillness, I know that I will, be, I will be able to get into a direct contact. So I really strongly encourage everybody to do whatever practice you can get. It could be mine. It could be any other you find in you to practice stillness. Because when we pray, we talk. When we get into stillness, we listen. And we listen to 
to higher messages that are coming directly from God or source or universal power, whichever way you want to call it. It's not an empty promise. It's a very true promise. And there's nothing more important in this moment, the moments of tribulation, to be still rather than be an emotional wreck because you won't listen to anything that God has to say to you when you're emotionally altered. So anybody going through the hurricane, I strongly recommend you do stop and practice some stillness. Beautiful. Well, my friend, I just want to say thank you very much for the gift of your time. Uh, especially want to thank you for the gift of your time and all the wonderful lessons that you've shared with us today and the insights, particularly in the midst of what you're going through. I wish everybody uh, in your life, in your immediate circle, your employees, your friends, your family, yourself, your partner, I wish you all my love and uh, best wishes, healing wishes. Uh, and please keep me updated, Guillermo, because I'm not going to feel settled until I get back a report from you as to how things are, are unfolding and what's come to light for you, okay? I, I sure will. And I thank you immensely. And I hope that all the listeners benefit from, from the beautiful wisdom that's coming out of your voice and oh. the insights. And, uh, and I, I, I bless you for this great service to humanity that you're doing. Thank you. Well, well, thank you, my friend. It's a joint effort and uh, comes from all of us, including yourself. I couldn't be doing this without the fantastic, enlightened guests such as yourself who share your time, your energy, and your insights with myself and the listeners every week. So thank you. To my listening audience, I want to thank you once again for taking time out of your schedules to joining in uh, to listen to myself and my guest each week. My name is Lisa McDonald. This is my host show, Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Podcasts can also be found with the C-Suite Radio Network. I now have my own host page there. Uh, so I want to say thank you once again as well for being 320,000 Living Fearlessly podcast subscribers. Really make, means a lot to me to know that my message and the message of my guests is resonating with everyone. I want to encourage you to live more and to fear less. And I look forward to joining you, rejoining you back here again next Friday with yet another fantastic human being here on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Thanks so much. Take care. Love and gratitude. All my best. Bye-bye. Bye. Take care, Guillermo. You've been listening to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. Visit her at lisamcdonaldauthor.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.